You're listening to the 80th edition of the Bitochen podcast. We continue here in Mekaris HaBitochen, sources of Bitochen. We're still in Midrash Shechazal. We're going to continue on into some sources from the Zohar. But first, let's see a piece in the Yalkut Shemoni. Mi Bachem Yirei Hashem, Shomei Bekal Avdoi. Says the Pasuk, Pasuk in Yeshaya, in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10. Who amongst you fears Hashem? who listens to the voice of his servant, who walks in the darkness and has no light. Such a person who is in a state of darkness, who is in a state of challenge, who is in a state of difficulty, should trust in the name of Hashem and depend upon his God. Says the Medrash. When the people of Israel enter a time of difficulty, they say to God, this is every single individual, and this is true on a national level, Ge'alei sonu, redeem us. So this is the conversation of the Pasuk. Hashem says to them, Do you have any people who fear heaven, who fear me, who want to do my will, who care? about doing my will. So Klal Yisrael says like this, In the past we had people who feared you, God. We had Moshe Rabbeinu, we had Yoshua, we had King David, we had Shmuel Navi, Samuel the Prophet, And it would seem to me, in trying to understand the Medrash, we had people to lead us. We had people who represented the ultimate fear of heaven. Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to God face to face as it were. Yoshua also was a prophet. David HaMelech, King David was a prophet. Shmuel, Samuel the prophet. So they could lead the Jewish people. We had eyes, so to speak. It wasn't dark. It was someone to show us the way to guide us on the path. Shnei so, but in our times, it's getting darker and darker. We don't have those kinds of leaders. We don't have those people who've seen God face to face, who have spoken to God, who've heard God's voice directly. So it just gets darker and darker. We're walking in the darkness, as this Pasuk says in Isaiah. Hashem says to them, don't worry, bitchu bishmi, trust in my name. Trust in my name and it will stand for you. As this Pasik says, trust in Hashem, the name of Hashem, and lean upon your God. So this is an amazing thing. Because the Jewish people are saying, we don't have the leaders. We don't have those who see you directly. And Hashem says, just trust in me. Which means that it's possible to have a relationship with Hashem, have God come in and save us from all of our challenges and all of our difficulties. The only thing that we need to do is just trust in Him, even though we can't see Him, even though it's dark, even though we don't seem to have the leaders that once upon a time we did. says the Medrash, and why? Whoever trusts in my name, I shall save him. 
King David says the same thing. Pasuk in Tehillim, Psalm chapter 31, verse 2. B'cho Hashem chasisi ali voisha. In you, Hashem, I trusted. I will not be embarrassed. What does it mean? I trusted in you. I will not be embarrassed. Says the Medrash rhetorically on, on behalf of Hashem. Who was in the darkness that I did not shine upon them? And I wrote a little note here, and I think it could be the Pshad is that King David and all of these great leaders, Moshe Rabbeinu, Shmuel Navi, Yoshua, they were incredibly humble. And Moshe was known as the Anavmi Kal Adam, the most humble of all people. King David was exceedingly humble. He had nothing of his own. That's the attribute of Malchus, attribute of kingdom, of kingship. Is that David Amalek has no sense of himself. Doesn't mean he doesn't know who he is and what his potential is. It means he doesn't take any credit for himself. So David Amalek says, Look, I don't have. Ali Voisha, let me not be embarrassed. Why would he be embarrassed? He could be embarrassed because, look, he says to himself, I don't really have too many merits. I don't deserve your help, Hashem. I'm not the best Jew that I could be. I'm not the best servant of, of Hashem that I could possibly be. So, naturally I should be embarrassed, but Hashem, please let me trust you. Despite my shame, despite my embarrassment, despite my not living up to my potential, let me be able to trust in you and not be embarrassed. So who were others like David, like King David, who were in the darkness of their sins, perhaps, or in the darkness of oppression, of difficulty, of challenge. And did Hashem not shine upon them? Chanani Mishol Vazariah says, of the three great prophets, Chanani Mishol Vazariah, Shlach Malachi They said, send your messengers, send your angels to protect us. Right? Chanan Mishal of Azari was thrown into the into the fire and they asked for God's protection and salvation. And Daniel the prophet also was thrown into the lion's den. And he asked for Hashem to save him. Pasuk says, in Isaiah, trust in Hashem forever. So, what is it telling us? It's telling us could be in the most desperate situation, right? If a person is in a desperate situation, we could say, trying to understand this medrash, we could say that it shows that he's not on the level that he should be. Because a person who's completely righteous doesn't have to experience difficulties, doesn't have to experience negative things. He just is basking in God's light. So why does a person experience a negative situation? Clearly, something is uh, not perfect in his relationship with Hashem. So what happened when they endured a challenging situation, they called out to God. They trusted in Hashem. They didn't depend on their righteousness because if they were perfectly righteous, they wouldn't have gotten into the situation. Were not the, the people of Israel embarrassed in this world? Right? What does it mean? It means that in this world, so the Jewish people are challenged all the time. The Jewish people are ridiculed. They're made fun of. If you live in New York, you know how the educational system is being threatened of the Jewish people. Why? Why are they putting down our educational system? Our children are much, I want to say smarter, but perhaps more educated than them, certainly in spiritual matters. 
and spills over into other, other matters. Why are we ridiculed? Why are we embarrassed? Why are we oppressed? Why are Xeris Nigzar Aleinu? Why are there decrees decreed upon us? Why are the nations who wish to destroy us? It's a sign, perhaps, that we could say, based on this Medrash, that we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Our relationship with Hashem is not perfect. And yet, King David says, Please let me not be embarrassed forever. What does that mean? Why should I not be embarrassed? Right in this world, yes, we'll be embarrassed because we will fail in our relationship with Hashem. We will fail, but nevertheless, David HaMelech gives us a secret. He says, even if you failed, even if you haven't lived up to your potential, even if you haven't completely lived up to your obligations in your relationship to Hashem, let it be enough that we were embarrassed in this world. We had the challenges in this world. That we had oppressive situations in this world. Let that be enough so that we don't have embarrassment forever. The world to come, times of Mashiach, Jewish people will be raised up above all the other nations. Let us not be embarrassed. Similarly, the Pesach says, the Pesach in Isaiah, which we quote, on the high holidays that just passed, the people of Israel are saved by Hashem, an eternal salvation, which means that in this world it seems like we're embarrassed. In this world it seems like we're challenged. In this world it seems like tough things are going on for us. The Jewish people will not experience that embarrassment which is expressed by difficulties which shows that we're not properly doing what's right. That will not be forever. That's just in this world. We will have a state of non-embarrassment. We will have a state of basking in the divine glory forever and ever. Because we will have been cleaned off of our sins through this embarrassment, through these difficulties. So what does a person do? Back to the beginning of the message, what does a person do when a person has challenges? Call out to God. Perhaps you're not your Hashem, perhaps you don't have that proper relationship completely. You're going in the darkness. Just trust in Hashem's name. That brings back the relationship. That brings us back into the place where we want to be. Even if we haven't perfectly been there, we can get right back there. Two more small pieces. We'll see if we get if there's time for the for the Zohar, which is also related to Hanani Mishal Vazaria. Very interesting teaching there. Says the Pasuk similar in a similar vein. To you, Hashem, the Jewish people called out and they were saved. They trusted in you and they were not embarrassed. Pasuk in Tehillim in Psalm chapter 22, verse 6. Kemadat Omar. Like the Pasuk says, this is also Yaakov Shemaini. Basik says about the Jewish people, they were saved on that day, right? When, when it came to the splitting of the sea, the song they were about to sing, Az immediately before that, before the song, it says they were saved on that day. Why is it indeed that they get that salvation? And what merit do we indeed receive salvation? Do we experience salvation? 
It's because they trusted in Hashem and they were not embarrassed. And I would add another point. It's easy to get down. It's easy to think, look, I don't deserve Hashem's love. I don't deserve Hashem's salvation. I don't deserve anything. Look, the bad things are happening to me. Situations prove that I'm not good. And my relationship with Hashem is sorely lacking. Right? But I'm not going to allow myself to fall into that mire. To fall into that quicksand. All I need to do is turn back to Hashem and reestablish my relationship through Bitachim. And as he brings here the final, the final little piece here from, from the Midrashim. Pasik says in Tehillim and Psalms, and this is something that we quoted a number of times, and it's really so important. There's so many pains that a Russia has. A person who is not in proper relationship with Hashem has so many difficulties, has so many pains and so many problems. But that very same Russia, if he trusts in Hashem, this is how the Medrash says the Pshat in the Pasuk, the very same person, if he trusts in Hashem, he turns around. He reestablishes a relationship with Hashem. He's surrounded by kindness. said in the name Even if someone is completely wicked, but he turns around and he trusts in Hashem, of course it's better to be righteous and to trust in Hashem. But the point is that a person can turn himself around in a moment. A person can always rely on Hashem because the very fact that I rely on Hashem, even though I've done things wrong, reconnects me to my source, opens the possibility for tshuva, and allows me to receive salvation from Hashem. Such a person is surrounded by God's kindness. Now he has a piece from the Zohar. It's a bit long. I think we should have time for it. And he has it in Aramaic, which is the original, and he has a translation of the Hebrew. I'm going to read the Hebrew. Rebilaser opened up. He started the topic in explaining the Pasuk. He says, Praiseworthy is the person whose strength is in you. Which means he places, instead of believing that he has the strength, that it's me, it's my strength that's accomplishing, instead of that belief, I recognize that it's you, Hashem, who's doing it. Praiseworthy is the person who strengthens himself in God and places his faith in God. So now the, the Zayar tells us something which is very interesting and this is an important idea and we need to know of course as we've said so many times there's a spectrum when it comes to our relationship with Hashem and Bitachan. Do I completely trust in Him? Do I put in nishtalas? Do I put in efforts? Do I have absolute faith that He's going to save me? He's going to give me what I want? Even things that are perhaps excesses. We've talked about this. But Hanami Yishav Azariah, they made a mistake. And we need to understand their mistake. Like we said, they were thrown into the fiery pit. The fiery uh, furnace. But they made a little mistake in their bitachon, which they corrected. So we need to understand this mistake because we also need to make sure that our bitachin is placed properly. Shabbat Chuviyomri, they had bitachin and they said like this, When they were thrown into the fiery furnace, so they said to the king who threw them in, he said, we're not afraid, we're not afraid of this fiery furnace. 
We have no problem to even respond to you and say, we're not afraid of the fiery furnace. Why? Because we have our God who we serve. He can save us from the fiery furnace. He can save us from certain death. He can save us from your hands, the hands of the king. And they said like this. They said God is kind of in a quandary, so to speak. So God has to save them because if Hashem doesn't save them, it looks bad. Look, how could it be that these prophets trusted in Hashem's name and they got killed in the fiery furnace? Hashem must perform a miracle for them. That's what they said. But they realized that this, was a, this wasn't a good approach. You don't bind God, as it were. You don't say to Hashem, you must save me. You know why? Because I've done certain merits. I've, I have certain merits. Or if I die, it's going to be a chil Hashem. It's going to be a desecration of your name. Don't say that. They realized it was a mistake what they said. And therefore, they qualified it. They went back on what they said and they said as follows, And if Hashem does not save us for whatever reason God decides, You need to know that we're not just jumping in the fire because God, we, we are sure that God's going to save us. We're jumping in the fire because we will never ever bow down to your idols, to your false gods. Even if God doesn't save us, even if we don't feel that guarantee we still will never bow down we will give up our lives rather than bow down to your idols whether Hashem will save us or not you should know O King we will not serve your idols says the Zohar we learn from this an incredible thing there was something that became known to them by Ezekiel the prophet. And they heard it and they received it. They accepted it. Hashem actually did not want to save them. You know why? Because Hashem wanted them to receive their just reward for their willingness to give up their lives. They needed to know that they, they, would, they would lose their lives. And if we think about it, I'm not going to get into it, but if we think about Avram Avinu and Yitzchak, how he was willing to sacrifice, they were willing to sacrifice their lives, right? There's, this, there's an incredible schar, incredible reward for someone who gives up their life for God's, for God's sake, for God's name. So Hashem actually had decided that they would live, decided that they wouldn't live, that they shouldn't live. Why? So that they would get the proper reward. The reward for being Moisir Nefesh, for giving up their lives. So as Chazor so they understood that that was Hashem's intent, as it were. They understood this from Yechezkel Anavi. It doesn't, it's not so clear to me exactly how we see this from Ezekiel the prophet. But that's what they said. So they needed to make it clear to the king that if Hashem does not save us because he decides that it's better that we have that reward for giving up our lives, let's, let's be clear that we're not serving your idols. We're not bowing down to your idols. 
So therefore, Ela lo yiftach adam yoyim rakadosh brochu yatsileinu. So says the Zohar, a very important thing, we need to know, we have to know exactly how this plays out, because we've said a lot of things that seem not this way in our discussions here. But the Zohar says, don't say, Hashem must save me. I, I have been talking, Hashem will save me. Maybe Hashem does not want to save me. Maybe it's not the right thing for me to be saved. Or that Hashem will give me a certain thing that I want. A person should place his trace, trust in Hashem. Rather, this is how to use bitachon properly, says the Zohar. That Hashem will help me. Use bitachon this way. Or perhaps, and this is my explanation of the Zohar, it's not exactly what it's saying, but maybe this is what it's saying. The first step is, you can't jump to the highest level of Bittachon that Hashem is going to save me. And Hashem did save Hananim and Shavazariah, right? Hashem did save them. But they first needed to, needed to have that willingness, that Messias Nefesh, they needed to know that they, they might die. Hashem may not save them. We can't start with this, Hashem is going to save me. The first thing I need to start with is, Hashem, I'm going to do your will. Hashem, I have Bittachon, you're going to help me do your will. I have Bittachon, Hashem, you're going to help me Fulfill a mitzvah. I be talking to Hashem, you're going to help me understand and learn the Torah. I Hashem, I be talking, you're going to help me go in your path of truth. When a person comes to purify themselves, to do God's will, he certainly, certainly can depend upon Hashem. So this is a powerful tool. In this way, a person. And again, I'm, I'm adding a little bit to the Zohar. I like to, you could read it differently, but I'm, as I understand the Zohar, it's saying, this way a person develops his bitachon in Hashem. That Hashem will help him. You can be, be certain Hashem will help him. And continue to strengthen his bitachon in Hashem. And do not place, do not place our trust. Let's not place our trust in anyone else. That's what it means. Ashri Adam Bach. Praiseworthy is the one whose strength is in him, whose strength is in you, in you, Hashem. Right? It means, I know that my power, where's the eyes? What's the eyes? The power of a yid, of a Jew. The power is, our power is in our fulfillment of the mitzvahs, fulfillment of the commandments, our learning of the Torah, our development of Shemaim, of fear of heaven. So we may not get our wish. We may have a difficult situation, we may crumble. We may fall. And that might be God's will. But where do we place our bitachon, or how do we develop into, a, into that level where we do indeed, as Hanani Mishav Azari in the end, did experience salvation. They were saved from certain danger, from certain death. How did they develop that? How did they get there? They started off. They started off with, Hashem, give me the strength not to bow down to these idols. Hashem, give me the strength to do your will. Hashem, give me the strength to learn your Torah. Hashem, give me the strength to shake that lulav correctly. Hashem, give me the strength to find the right esrog. Hashem, give me the strength to, to build my sukkah properly. To know the halachas. Hashem, help me learn your Torah. If I start off with that kind of bitachon, I can build up, perhaps, we could say, to the other kind of bitachon. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.